0: Hello, hello, Brunda Gama here, Brazilian Health Nuts, and I'm back with one more episode of the Burn Fats Forever show. We have a special guest today. And one of the things that I hear the most, guys, is really supplements. What supplements should I use? Which ones are the best? Should I use it? Should I not use it? Protein powders, shakes, and all of that conversation, right? So what I decided is actually, well, let me bring somebody who is an expert into the supplementation business to the show to help you figure it out what to do. And this guy is Sean Wills. During this interview, you're going to know exactly what are the supplements that you should be focusing on. Also, you're going to be learning how to determine if actually the supplements is good for you or not. And furthermore, more important than that, how to know if actually it's working for your body right now because sometimes we are just spending money putting in our body the supplements and it's not doing anything. And there is much more. You're going to be talking about protein powders and some specific supplements that Sean loves to use on his personal life. And you can also just copy and apply on your own. Now, remember that you can always go to Facebook and click Brazilian Health Nut the page. Make sure to like it so that you can get notified once I go live because I'm doing these interviews live so that people can participate and ask questions and all of that good stuff right there at the moment with my guest. And don't forget to go to brazilianhealthnet.com to join your free five-day mini challenge that I created for you. And this is really for people who are tired of yo-yo dieting, who are tired of weight loss plateau. They don't know what to do, how to start with all this information that's out there. It gets freaking confused, right? So I did this very simple, one single step every day. That's it. During these five days, you can expect amazing results. You can expect to lose between three to seven pounds in five days. So go to brazilianhealthnut.com and register for the free mini course. I hope to see you there. And now, let's go to the interview with Sean Wills. Enjoy this one. All right. We are live here. Brunda Gama here, Brazilian health nuts, And we are back with one more interview here on the show. And today, I'm actually very excited because it's something that I haven't talked about on the show much of. Um, we're going to be having Sean Wells. He's an expert in the supplementation. He's an expert into a lot of things, actually. But today, we're actually going to just be focusing on supplements because, like I said before, it's something that we haven't touched on. And I believe a lot of people have a lot of questions about and it's something very important here to, to discuss. And so, Sean, are you here?
1: Are you live here with us? I am. I'm here. I'm ready. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Cool. So this is live, guys. By the way, if you're listening to the replay, that's all right. You can always go and ask us questions later on. But if you're here live, make sure you ask your questions because we can answer you during this interview. So how are you doing, Sean?
1: Things are great. I'm on your show, so life is good.
0: Awesome, man. So can you just start by sharing a little bit about your background? How did you get into the supplementation business?
1: Sure. So uh, I actually I've always been passionate about supplements. My mom uh, really got me interested in supplements. Like even like, as as far back as the '70s, she was selling a company called Shackley. It's a European company, and um, and she had like the the tackle box, you know, like of uh, of all these different, you know, vitamin E, and it was called Vital E Was their was their multivitamin and she had vitamin C, which, you know, at the time, like, there was the uh, orthomolecular dosing um, with Linus Pauling about the power of vitamin C, and um, mm-hmm. so that really got me interested in it over, you know, just taking drugs or just going to the doctor. Like, I believed in the the power of nutrition uh, from very early on, thanks to her, and I actually went to business school at a school called Babson. It was the number one business specialty school in the country. And I thought I was going to be, uh, you know, something uh, big in the business world. I took marketing, which has helped a lot in my uh, in my current endeavors. But uh, I was about in my junior year and I was getting a physical uh, at a doctor and I was telling him about, I was taking creatine and it was like this game changer for me. And I was reading this book called optimum sports nutrition from Dr. Michael Colgan. And he talks about like GH cocktails by like using different amino acids and all these things. And he was testing his athletes at mm-hmm. different blood levels and just doing tests like before anyone else of, of vitamins and amino acids mm-hmm. and minerals. And I was like, man, this stuff is so cool. And creatine was just so amazing for me. And I was telling this doctor, I was like, man, you know, it'd be so cool to do this stuff for a living. I don't know why I was bringing it up. And, and, you know, maybe just because he was medical and he had some kind of background in in nutrition, you know, maybe not, but, uh, you know, you hope that they do. And, and I was telling him, but, you know, I'm going to business school and I'm just going to go on to, you know, some job like, you know, with Anderson Consulting or, you know, Pricewaterhouse or whatever. And, um, and he told me, he's like, well, why, why don't you just be happy? He's like, and he drew out this lifeline for me, you know, cause I was 20 years old at the time and he, and he showed this lifeline going out to 80 or hundred and then he pointed to, you know, like this, this whole gamut of age between 20 and 80. And he's like, you see all this, why don't you just be happy? If this is what you're passionate about (laughs) and this stranger totally changed my life path because everyone else in my life was saying, you can't go back to school. You need to go get a job. You need to enter the real world. Stop dreaming, stop messing around, go make some money and pay off your debt from, you know, what's been accruing at college. And I took this guy's advice uh, this complete stranger. um, And I decided to go back to school I put I I couldn't even get help uh, so I put it all on a credit card and it was just to get postgraduate I needed like two years of postgraduate like chemistry biology um, biochemistry all this stuff to even get into a master's program and I knocked all that out in a few years and I got my master's in nutritional biochemistry at Chapel Hill I then got uh, my RD certification after taking that licensure exam. And I worked clinically for about a decade. But you know during that time, you know, I was working with patients and certainly prescribing some things. But during that time, I was on bodybuilding.com, a very big forum. and uh, I started becoming an expert, a guru of sorts. And answering a lot of people's questions, and then I started uh, becoming a rep for some companies on there, and then doing marketing write-ups, and then doing formulations, and then I yeah, got an offer. Right I like, right on, on. Yeah, yeah, I know it's crazy. And then I got an offer from this company, Dymatize, and they said uh, we'd like for you to be our director of R and D and do all of our formulations. And I said, mm-hmm. "Yes, I like that, <laughs> that sounds very cool." Yes. Uh-huh.
0: You also you went also to went so, the, speaker at the International, International Society, Society of Sports and right? right? How was that experience?
1: I did, I did. Yeah, that was amazing. So I've actually uh, been in the ISSN for about 10 years, almost since the beginning. I think I came on in like the first or second year uh, that that Joey Antonio and Doug Kalman founded. And uh, there's just so many rock stars in the ISSN and... A few years back, I got my fellowship in the ISSN, which is a very big deal. I think there's only about 15 people maybe that have their fellowship. Um, and then I got on the editorial board of the journal, and then I'm on the advisory board of the ISSN. And uh, Bruno Falcone um, uh, reached out to me, and I had already spoke at the Arnold Brazil in Rio. And um and he asked if I would speak at the ISSN Brazil, um, which was in Brasilia. Um, and that was a, a huge honor. Um, and it was extremely well. How attended. did you like the Brazilian food? Oh, I, I mean, first <laughs> off, the Brazilian steakhouses are, are amazing. Um, <laughs> we, we do have some here in, in Dallas. We have uh, Texas to Brazil and Fogo de Chão. Um right. actually uh they're both Brazilian guys that founded them and they started here in Dallas. So it's kind of cool. There's a little Dallas-Brazil connection. Uh but but I love yeah. uh I love the food in Brazil. I love the people. One of the coolest things I love about Brazil is when I got down there, there's a trend now in the US called functional medicine. And it's mm-hmm. different than traditional allopathic medicine where a doctor might take some basic labs, like a BMP or a CMP, and also get a CBC. These are kind of basic labs that, that doctors get. But, you know, when I talk to the, the nutritionistas there uh, in uh, in Brazil, um, they have 100 labs, 150 labs, things like leptin they're looking at. And, I mean, stuff that in America just doesn't get looked at unless you go to pay out of pocket and work with someone who's, you know, maybe like, um, you know, someone who's a a very advanced anti-aging type doctor that you're paying a lot of money for, but this is not available in traditional medicine. Mm. And I love that the nutritionists in Brazil are taking this approach and they're using supplements and they're working with a compounding pharmacist and, and making unique formulas based on on their labs, their needs, their diet, uh, and it's incredible. It's it's very different from here. Like where RDS, I can tell you, I worked ten years clinically. Uh, they're not taken uh, very seriously, I and mean, they're they're kind of mm-hmm. the, the bottom rung of of, uh, of yeah. providers in the hospital, and yeah, uh, and for it's sure. that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, Sean, let's get into really the specifics here. The first question that I have for you related to supplementation is, can supplements be a replacement for food?
1: You know, that's a a great question. I, I mean, first off, no. I mean, from the aspect of you need your macronutrients. You need the water content, Potentially, the fiber, um, unless you're carnivore uh, and you're just getting uh, butyrate in the gut, you could actually get away with no fiber potentially, but um, you know, you need, you need your fat, your protein. You don't necessarily need carbohydrate. Uh, it's a tool. I mean, you can use ketones and your body can produce glucose that it needs from glycerol based uh, from the fatty acids. It can make it from protein with gluconeogenesis. Um, But, you know, all these things, you know, you need them for energy. Uh, And then as far as the micronutrients, the the minerals and vitamins, um, you know, you know, you can have a healthy diet and you can get vitamins and minerals certainly from your foods, but it's hard. It's hard depending on your budget uh, your access to like organic healthy foods, fruits and vegetables, whatever. Um, it's hard to do all that. And I think, you know, a great multivitamin um, is certainly warranted. One that has coenzymated B vitamins, which means the active forms of B vitamins like methylcobalamin, 5-methyl tetrahydrofolate, P5P, things like that. I like. And also the organic forms of minerals. Um, you know, like citrate. You know, like a magnesium citrate versus like um, magnesium oxide, the inorganic version. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna I, I'm gonna get it a little more specifics. But before that, so in your opinion, here we can't really live like an optimal life without having to have some specific supplements into our lives nowadays in 2017, yeah. as we talk here.
1: Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, if you look at all these labs that that unfortunately we don't usually pull in the United States that, that you pull regularly in Brazil um, where you look at all the blood levels, the plasma levels of all these vitamins and minerals, you see the deficiencies and some of these people are eating well enough, but there's, there's uh, issues of, like I said, like access to great food, one, Um, two, there can be enzymatic deficiencies where, um, you know, like for example, with folate, you can have enough folate in your diet, but you like there's several enzymatic steps. I think there's about four enzymatic steps to actually get to the active form. And unless you know, if there's some kind of deficiency, you may not be making the active form of folate even though you're getting enough. And so there's always uh, deficiencies potentially. And then your exercise and and your exposure to prooxidants uh, and and pollutants and you know, things like that can be an issue. And then the orthomolecular dosing that I was talking about before, which is very popular to study in Brazil, there's, there's many courses on that. And that's orthomolecular means like that, the large doses of like, for example, of vitamin C, we know 60 milligrams um, is to prevent the deficiency, but what's optimal? Like, it could be grams a day, which is a huge difference. So, and then what's the Mm -hmm. effect of, like, these large doses of vitamins or minerals? So, uh, very interesting Mm stuff.
0: Gotcha. gotcha. Thank (laughs) you so much for answering that. What about which ones, in terms of supplements here, do you really think that everyone should be looking at having into the diets? Do you have, like, a list of your favorite ones, or it's going to be determined by the individual?
1: both. I have some core favorites, and then certainly there's individual uh, needs based on your epigenetics based on your you know your blood levels based on your diet like we talked about. But I think the core ones that I would recommend to everyone is a really potent probiotic, and that means uh, microencapsulated um, strains, and it also means four forms of, of uh, probiotics so that they're protected. Um, probiotics are easily destroyed, easily degrade. Um, a lot of companies say at time of manufacture because they won't even guarantee the shelf life. Um, so you have to look for a really good probiotic that's stable and well formulated, uh, fish oil. Uh, there's just so much data there. I like a high DHA fish oil because DHA, uh, can be active in its own, uh, for its own purpose, but also convert to EPA. Um, so I, I think that's my my favorite one, is a high DHA formula. And then a really what, good... What
0: do you think about, in, in terms of cod liver oil, compared to just the regular fish oil? Do you see a difference there? Do you look into that as well?
1: Yes, I, I think, um, I think uh, the sardine, anchovy, mackerel, um, you know, the high EPA, DHA-based uh, fish oil is better uh, overall. Cod liver oil is a good source of A, D, E, like the fat-soluble vitamins. But I think you can mm-hmm. get those from other sources. It's not as good in terms of the omega-3s and the EPA and DHA mm-hmm. that, that really are helpful. Gotcha. So gotcha. I would okay. recommend
0: so probiotic, uh, getting that. Probiotic then fish oil. And And then which ones are your next?
1: Yeah. So then a multivitamin that's an active form, like I was talking about, um, that has the coenzymated B vitamins, the active B vitamins, and then the organic forms of the minerals that are high bioavailability. I think those are all important. Um, So look at the doses. I would definitely not get a gummy vitamin. Those are very deficient in a number of nutrients uh, and, and provide sugar and, it's just a poor form of a multivitamin. So, mm-hmm. I yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so sh- oh, you just said here probiotics, fish oil, and multivitamins. So when people ask me, okay, what what type of a good? Because you go to the supermarket or you go to a health store or online, and there is like hundreds of brands and from. What I understand is that the regulation around supplementation, especially here in the U.S., is not very good. So how do we determine here about the quality of the supplement that we're going to be buying?
1: That's, that's a very complicated answer. There, there's so much to understand. And, and I've done talks on you know, supplement scams and, and loopholes that can be exploited, some of which you can deduce as a consumer. But many of which you can't know until you actually test the product out uh, at a lab, potentially. So what I would recommend is is going with a company that's been around for a long time, uh, that if you go on Amazon, has thousands of reviews that are positive, that when you look at the label, there's full disclosure, meaning that you see um, the ingredient, what it's standardized to, the dose... And everything's clearly listed. There's no proprietary blends, which means you list 50 ingredients and then you say, you know, 3,000 uh, milligrams. Like, that's not good. It's you want to know um, that it's ginseng standardized for X percentage of ginsenosides at you know 150 milligrams, and that's a study-based dose. You know, all that kind of stuff. You want full disclosure. And to me, usually less ingredients is more. I don't mind a multi-ingredient formula. Maybe it's three, four, five, six ingredients. But like some of these formulas that have 10, 15, 20 ingredients, it starts getting very doubtful, especially if it's in a capsule, that you're going to get efficacious doses of those ingredients. So I would look for mm-hmm. a company that's been around, that has a great reputation. There's companies like Thorn. Uh, which is yeah. about as good as it gets. You pay a premium for them, but you also know what you're getting and you know it's tested. Yeah. Here's another thing that's... I
0: just important. ordered some zinc from yeah. Torn last night, yeah. actually. My, my zinc um, just finished. Oh, I just went ahead and got some from Torn. I love that company. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no. So another thing that's important is um, that the full stability work has been done. So this means that if this product has a two-year shelf life, that at two years, that product will still test out and meet label claim. A lot of companies formulate at best, there's companies that don't even meet label claim at time of manufacture, but companies will at least make label claim at time of manufacture, but some of these ingredients don't have great stability. And so you need to put in overages. And you do that by doing what's called accelerated stability testing. And it takes a lot of work to figure out, okay, our product will test out two years from now and still meet label claim. And so good companies like Thorn or the company I work for, like Biotrust that I've obviously put a lot of my time and energy and knowledge into, um, mm-hmm. they do that. You know, companies like Nordic Naturals, Jero, um, Now, Now Foods, you know those are like optimum nutrition like those are really good brands that consistently mm-hmm. test out
0: okay I have a question here I just so we just talk about Amazon that I just went ahead and ordered some uh, zinc from Amazon. I think was probably one year one year and a half ago I was listening to a podcast I forgot his name but he was mentioning something about how Amazon is really not regulated in terms of, of the supplements in, uh, it's not everything that is there is actually like true. Do you know anything about that? Have you heard about something like about Amazon in terms of sub- supplementations?
1: Yeah. I mean, Amazon isn't the FDA. Amazon is an NVisa. you know, they're not, they're not testing out the products, but I will say for if a product has thousands of reviews, um, you know certainly there can be biased reviews if there's only 20 reviews, you might have like the company itself doing its own reviews and it's kind of shady. But if, a, if a, a company has thousands of reviews for this product, it's very difficult to fool most of the consumers and you know if you're talking about an ingredient or a product that that you can tell like either by you know like with zinc I mean I'm sure there's people that, you know, where they tested themselves, they were deficient in zinc, they took the product, and then they went and got retested, and they're like, yep, thorn thorn zinc really works. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's difficult to uh, to fool um, the consumer in that way, so they can potentially test it out like that. But Amazon um, has taken steps, at least with, they've released a few of their own products. I um, oh, really? it's... It's Amazon uh, Basics or Essentials. They have about three or four products now. And what's really cool with them is they've taken steps to help the consumer understand how their products test out with a QR code. And that QR code is on every bottle and you can scan it with your phone and you can actually see their lot testing results for every every bottle. So that's very cool that you as the consumer get empowered with that information. I think that is going to affect the industry, and it'll start becoming something the industry adopts. That okay? How does the consumer know this product tests out? We'll show you the results.
0: Yeah, Amazon is pretty amazing company. I'm not a, the biggest fan of like huge companies, but I have to tell you that I love Amazon. I subscribed. To the, the buying things from, from them, just the customer service is pretty amazing. Anyway, so let's move on here. Let's talk about how do you really know, in your opinion, Sean, if the supplements that we are taking is actually working? Because I see this quite a lot somebody who is uh, in, on a state of health, maybe some leaky guts, the digest is not working properly, and they are just like, taking all these supplements, but maybe they're just spending money, it's not really doing the work. How do we go about really understanding here if the supplements that the person is taking is actually doing more something good for them?
1: That's a, that's a really great question. And I think it's something that's really under addressed uh, that you bring up is that the gut is everything and as we move along we're understanding that more and more initially we thought about the gut for digestion then we thought about oh okay 70 to 80% of the gut is is your immunity and then yeah. and then we we hear about oh there's these neurotransmitters that are in the gut there's gaba and and serotonin and dopamine so maybe it has something to do with your brain health and then now we're understanding that you know, there's the gut-brain axis that, like, where the gut goes, the brain goes, and, and we're understanding, like, with fecal microbiota transplant, where you take poop from one person and put it in another, that there's radical changes in their health. People that have C. diff, which is C. difficile, um, and they're literally dying, get a transplant of, of fecal matter from another healthy person, and within hours, they're healthier. The gut is so powerful, and you bring up a great point about leaky gut. You know, I think a lot of people lack these tight junctions, and there's toxins that are, that are leaking in uh, to your bloodstream um, that really shouldn't be, and it's causing issues with inflammation and, um, you know, GI distress and, you know, um, feelings of depression potentially and all the things that come with, with chronic inflammation. Uh, obesity, uh, malabsorption of things, of course, like you're saying. So I think it's important, um, you know, one, if you feel tired, if you feel um, GI distress, if you feel like you have chronic inflammation, these are signs that you may want to check out, um, you know, your gut health. And I would see a specialist about that and get some testing done. And then once you address that, uh, maybe then you can, you know, go from there and, and experience the benefits of a good diet and supplementation and these other things. But you certainly do need to address the gut. There's good tests. A company called Ubiome um, lets you test your gut uh, at a fairly cheap, cheap price. Um, there's a product I like called Elixa that you, can, you cannot get on Amazon. You have to order directly from the site. But basically, it's a six-day course of a very potent probiotic that's maybe 10 times the strength of even the strongest probiotics you can buy. And it's, it's kind of like the approach of taking a six-day course of antibiotics where it just nukes your gut and you, and you fix the gut just in six days. And that's all, you, that's all you use it for is just six days, maybe once every three months. And um, that's a great product. And then from there, I would use something like, I know the one I formulated with Biotrust called Pro X10, I'm I'm pretty proud of, uh, that does have the microencapsulated probiotics, does have the spore form that's protected, um, and it has a a really cool prebiotic that that multiplies the effects. Um, It kills bad bacteria and helps the good bacteria grow. It's called Pre 4 Pro. Um, but that's what I'd recommend is, you know, once you once you get your gut figured out, then you can get on a regimen to fix your gut using things like Elixir, Pro X10, um, fermented foods, etc. And then, then maybe you can experience all the benefits of supplements and, and good diet and things like that.
0: Yeah. Right. So guys, the message that Sean is saying is don't go ahead and just start buying all types of supplements just because you think that's going to be working. If your digestion is not working properly right now, it's going to be just a waste of money. So take care of the basic first, always do the foundation and some specific supplements here to help with your gut healing. But then after that, then that's when you start to look into more specifics. But always, always address the foundation first. So, Sean, what about supplements for weight loss? There is a lot of in the market. Um, I had a friend, he was just like, oh, I did this I think it was called Garcinia, Cambodia, something along those lines. And I'm just taking this pill and not changing anything else. That's all he was doing. So what is your take on the supplements for weight loss that's marketed for that, at least?
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, that's, that's a that's a great question. I think I, I saw some research recently that based on the data that the average American goes on eight diets a year. Eight times a year wow. they're on a diet uh, and restarting, which means they're failing eight times a year. So um, it's something that most people are doing, Um, you know, most people uh, want to lose weight, figure out how to lose weight. And so it's something that people are struggling with. And we know that a lot of the food and beverage industry has made a food science of addiction. So that they literally trigger dopamine and serotonin in your brain. Uh, this is something you can look at um, on on YouTube. There's all these food scientists that are in the business of addiction. They talk about uh, this term called the mm-hmm. bliss point, and it's really about addiction. Yeah. Salt, if, yeah, salt,
0: fat, and sugar. It's a great book that uh, yes. five years, four years ago. It's like blew my mind just what they are doing to the foods. It's easy.
1: Here, here's the thing. Check this out. When you walk into a convenience store, what do you see? It's all about addiction and impulse, right? You see colorful bottles, and all these bottles are filled with caffeine and sugar. You see you see all this candy right up by the register, and they're all in really bright, colorful packaging, and it's all just sugar. And then you see cigarettes and, and alcohol and lottery tickets. It's all about impulse addiction. The convenience store is built on addiction, and that's all it is. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like really healthy or positive in a convenience store. It's about impulse. You come in, you gas up your car, and then here comes the impulse. And so, um, you know, that's that's very interesting to look at. But, you know, back to your question on fat burners little. and, yeah, ingredients that are helpful. I do think there are some ingredients that are helpful. I do think there's a lot of not so great ones. Maybe Garcinia could be like one that's maybe not that conclusive. Um, You know, certainly a lot of the Dr. Oz ingredients have been scrutinized. But there are ingredients that I do think are good. Um, But you do need those, um, you know, with proper diet and exercise. And then they can be helpful. They can be additional from there. Um, But certainly, the, the lion's share of your of your benefit is going to be from diet and exercise and hydrating and sleeping right and, you know, getting your appetite under control, getting the addiction under control. You know, if you're still addicted to all these foods, these junk foods, these sweets, these you know, it's going to be a battle. So, you know, you need to break yourself with that addiction first, and then you can – you know, add some supplements that might be of additional benefit. I like an ingredient, Grains of Paradise. Um, there's an ingredient, uh, Capsaicin, that, that can be helpful at raising basal metabolic rate. Um, grains of Paradise raises basal metabolic rate and um, increases brown adipose tissue activity, uh, which is very interesting. That's kind of a new frontier in fat burning. Um you know, there, there's a number of green tea uh, extract with, with a decent amount of polyphenols, including uh, EGCG. There's some decent data there. Um, you know, those are some of the ingredients I like. I think CLA... What's ha- your
0: take on caffeine?
1: Caffeine? Yeah, ac- excellent. I, I don't do any caffeine personally, but there is some good data on metabolic rates, on um, thermogenesis with caffeine. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I would just be careful of when and how you use it, if you have sensitivities to it. Certainly, if you're impairing your sleep, that is not ideal. Uh, You're certainly not gonna do yourself a favor in terms of losing fat and and keeping your energy high if you're addicted to caffeine and your, your sleep is impaired. So I would just use it with caution, like any other stimulant. Yeah, absolutely.
0: What about Sean? Uh, multi-level marketing companies that I see almost pretty much—I mean, every day there is somebody trying to sell me some of those shakes or supplements, promising the the weight loss and health. And i mean- hello, hello, Brunda Gama here, Brazilian health nuts, and I'm back with one more episode of the Burn Fat Forever show. We have a special guest today. And one of the things that I hear the most, guys, is really supplements. What supplements should I use? Which ones are the best? Should I use it? Should I not use it? Protein powders, shakes, and all of that conversation, right? So what I decided is actually, well, let me bring somebody who is an expert into the supplementation business to the show to help you figure it out what to do. And this guy is Sean Wills. During this interview, you're going to know exactly what are the supplements that you should be focusing on. Also, you're going to be learning how to determine if actually the supplement is good for you or not. And furthermore, more important than that, how to know if actually it's working for your body right now because sometimes we are just spending money putting in our body the supplements and it's not doing anything. And there is much more, you're going to be talking about protein powders and some specific supplements that Sean loves to use on his personal life. And you can also just copy and apply on your own. Now, remember that you can always go to Facebook and click Brazilian Health Nut the page. Make sure to like it so that you can get notified once I go live because I'm doing these interviews live so that people can participate and ask questions and all of that good stuff right there at the moment with my guest. And don't forget to go to brazilianhealthnet.com to join your free five-day mini challenge that I created for you. And this is really for people who are tired of yo-yo dieting, who are tired of weight loss plateau. They don't know what to do, how to start with all this information that's out there. It gets freaking confused, right? So I did this very simple, one single step every day. That's it. During these five days, you can expect amazing results. You can expect to lose between three to seven pounds in five days. So go to brazilianhealthnut.com and register for the free mini course. I hope to see you there. And now, let's go to the interview with Sean Wills. Enjoy this one. I mean, they, they're super good with marketing, right? Have you done a little bit of research into the, the shakes? Um, I don't want to mention any names here, but you know exactly the ones I'm talking about. Have you done a little bit of research about that?
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot about those companies. And you know, I think, like anything, there's, there's some really good ones. And then there's some ones that are... Not so great. I would probably say 80% of the industry is not so great. Um, So you need to do your homework uh, and you need to see if some products have been tested. But it is hard with multi level marketing companies because there are such exaggerated claims from so many people, even your friends that are selling them are making these crazy claims. Cures cancer, it like cures diabetes. I lost 60 pounds on it. And And they're literally just making a living off of these claims, um, selling these products, you know, getting a free car because of these products. But, you know, there are some good ones out there. Um, I think the claims are very exaggerated, but there are certainly some not so great companies out there too. And I think you just need to do your homework. But I think if people, if, if anyone comes up to you making completely ridiculous claims, I would certainly be skeptical if someone comes up to you and says, "You know what? I like this product because I was able to lose an extra pound a week uh, on a healthy diet and exercise, and and it tastes great, and um, you know the ingredients are quality. I enjoy the taste. It mixes well, um, and everyone I put it on it seems to get consistent results. Um, you know, I would be much more likely to trust someone like that than someone who says." I lost sixty pounds in, you know, one month and um, you know, cured my friend's cancer and and I, you know, got my friend off of diabetes and you know, taking any medication and I mean that's when it's like, Okay, this doesn't sound right. <laughs> you yeah, know, so I think I yeah, think I do the reason what they're saying.
0: Yeah. Do the research, guys. Uh, I'm actually working with a group of 20 people right now in a group setting coaching. And one of the things that we're teaching there is just like how to read the labels. Like people have no idea anymore. So we actually have to go and teach people how to go around the supermarkets and see what should they buy or what should they avoid according to the ingredient list? Super, super important skill nowadays in the world that we live. And once they learn that, they actually can go anywhere and just be like prepare because yeah, life's going to happen. They're uh-huh. going to be in a situation right where they're going to be having to, wow, I have to know what I should be eating now. And then they have that skill and then they just feel empowered.
1: Yeah, exactly. And going back to, you know, talking about quality brands before one of the biggest things that I will tell you is that, uh, is it a proprietary blend? And I largely stay away from proprietary blends. If they list a bunch of ingredients and there is no dose per ingredient, then that's when Mm -hmm. I get a little reluctant because they're not being full disclosure. Uh, it's important to see each ingredient have the standardization, the herb, you know, the full name, its dose, and everything be disclosed versus listing a bunch of ingredients and just saying, hey, trust us. Because Mm -hmm. chances are, when they list these bunch of ingredients, what happens? They're actually listed in descending mass order. So what this means is that if you look, yeah, it might have uh, leucine or BCAAs or something that you want in it, but check and see if that ingredient is at the very end of the list. And if it's at the very end of the list, it could be one milligram. One milligram. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you know, for leucine, you need like three grams or something. So if it's if it's something like that, you know, that's when you you need to question it. And if you're not that good at kind of understanding what I'm talking about, that's when I just look for, okay, are they listing each ingredient, what it's standardized to, and then the dose. That's Mm -hmm. at least a good place to start. Because here's another thing that happens. That company has to spend 10 times as much on testing because when you list a bunch of ingredients and it's in a proprietary blend, you don't need to test anything. But if you, if you list, Each ingredient and the dose, and how it and what it's standardized for. Now, you've got to do a lot of testing as that company, you need to pay a lot of money. So, not only is it more Mm -hmm. information for the consumer, now the consumer can also trust that this company's doing testing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. What about protein powders, Sean? I know this could be just the whole podcast here, just talking about this topic. It's a big one. Some is your like the best ideas here for people who are looking for a good quality protein powder?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, when I was at Dimetize, Dr. Rob Wildman and I, uh, spearheaded, uh, basically outing the industry for something called protein spiking or nitrogen spiking. And what has happened for many companies out there, again, in proprietary blends, you see things like arginine, taurine, uh, glycine, uh, creatine, in these formulas for proteins. Why? Well, because whey protein is expensive. And what happens is how they test for grams of protein is actually looking at nitrogen level through a Keldahl test, and then they do a conversion, a conversion factor, a nitrogen conversion factor, to figure out grams of protein. So what these companies did was manipulate this test by adding High nitrogen ingredients and saying it's part of the blend and therefore it tests out like protein. But creatine isn't protein. And arguably, these other amino acids aren't protein. So they're literally being put in there to save money and to look like protein. So I would say to you that, you know, I would go with, again, a reputable company. Like an optimum nutrition, like a Dymatize, uh, BioTrust, we test our stuff out, you know. But a company that's been around a while um, that has a great reputation um, that doesn't have these added ingredients—the taurine, the glycine, the creatine—that um, are a sure sign that they're potentially nitrogen spiking. Um, and and that would be what I'd look for as far as forms of protein. Um, you know, I like, yeah,
0: that's, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, I, I actually should have asked you this about protein, any difference here related to whey protein, hemp, pea protein, rice, there is so many options nowadays. Yeah. How, how, what's your opinion about this?
1: Well, the, the vegetarian proteins, the vegan proteins, um, that you can get, uh, certainly have benefit, uh, All the the vegan proteins are incomplete, unlike the uh, animal sources, but that's not necessarily a problem. You can put proteins together um, and have complementary proteins. You just need to look at the amino acid profile. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's very important to make sure you're getting enough of the BCAAs and the essential amino acids and then especially leucine to trigger muscle protein synthesis. Um, but that's where, that's where whey is kind of king because whey has all the amino acids. It's, it's high in EAAs, it's high in BCAAs, and it's high in leucine. Um, for every 25 grams of whey, uh, you're getting about 2.8 grams of leucine and um, about 5.5 grams of BCAAs. So this is a good sign that you're getting enough leucine in 25 grams to trigger muscle protein synthesis, to protect lean body mass, uh, to help with recovery, to give you enough essential amino acids to build new muscle, Um, whereas with the, the plant proteins, to get those levels, you may need to take twice as much. And there's been studies where they did that. They showed, yeah, it can be equivalent to whey, but you had to take 50 grams, so yeah. that's the problem.
0: You gotta take um, much more.
1: Exactly. So I, yeah. I think uh, you know, there's a good reason that whey is king. Um, it's not the only option, but it's certainly the best option.
0: Yeah, ideal. If you if you can handle whey protein, I think yeah. that's the ideal scenario here. But if you can't, then there is other options, and you can try and see what works for your body because everybody is unique here as well. Like some people do well with just the Protein come from the plants. Some other people can't. Like I know from personal experience, I I did like a 15 days. I think it was 15 days, just plants, like completely like vegan, right? And I didn't do so well. Like when I'm eating some healthy animals into my diet, so you have to test it out, see what works. Also, where are you right now in your life? Are you super stressed? Are you recovering? Are you trying to lose weight? There is all these different variations here to really determine what's going to be the best option for you right now. Always take this into consideration, guys. Make sure you're doing this for you, not just for what I say here or Sean is saying. Always test to see if it's going to work for your body. So Sean, do you see any big mistakes here that people are making when buying uh, supplements?
1: Um, you know, what I'd say is probably that they're buying ingredients that have a lot of hype behind them, a lot of marketing behind them because they're new, they're novel, they, no one's ever tried them before. So it sounds cool. And that's the new magic bullet. The problem is that those ingredients usually have no research, that there's no testing standard at a good lab to test them out and make sure the quality's there and the actives are there. And they are potentially dangerous at times with things like DMAA or um, um, DMBA, or which is also called AMP. You know, some of these ingredients have been dangerous. And so they sound exciting and there's a lot of marketing hype, but you, the best ingredients are the ingredients that have been around a while, that have research on them, that have testing standards on them, that you can get from quality sources. And... You know, so things like creatine that have 500 studies, things like fish oil, which has tons of studies and, you know, these ingredients, there's a good reason that they've been around a while and people still take them. I wouldn't be looking for the next magic bullet uh, from some brand new company that, you know, is going to be out of business in a year and that ingredient's going to be gone in a year. I would be looking for ingredients that we have research that shows that it works And the product you're taking has that ingredient at the right dose, in the right form, from a solid company. And that's what I would take.
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you. Sean, any supplements here that you love, but like not many people know about it? Do you have any secrets here to share with us? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Uh, if I should say secrets here. I don't really love this word, but people love to know some of the things that we do here in our personal lives, right?
1: Yeah, you know, one of the biggest areas for me that's really interesting is nootropics. Um, Some people call it nootropics. uh, Basically, cognitive enhancers, uh, brain boosters, if you will. Uh, I think that's a whole new area that's really exploding right now. Um, You know, how to get more from your brain, biohacking, if you will. Um, So ingredients like acetyl L-carnitine, uh, Alpha GPC or CDP choline, um, things like tea cream. Um, you know, a lot of these ingredients are, are kind of uh, exciting. N acetyl tyrosine. Um, and then there's ingredients that aren't really deche compliant, uh, but you can get online. The, the raced hams like Pyracetam, uh, um those have a lot of cognitive benefits. and. And I've had um, some good success experimenting with those and seeing uh, more productivity, um, you know, from my brain. Feeling like my IQ has jumped, my focus has jumped, and therefore, it's not just you know getting more work done, but there's certainly a mind muscle connection that when you are more connected mentally, when you're in a better mental state, you're less distracted. Uh, something like L-theanine is really good to help you kind of focus your brain by calming it down. Um, You know, so those kinds of things really help in terms of uh, being in the gym or playing your sport. You know, think about like when you're playing soccer or or you're playing football, if you're a quarterback, you know, all these kinds of things like you need to process on a, on a high level. And if you're a little cloudy if you're tired, you know, mentally, you're not going to be processing on the same level. You could potentially get injured, you know, and and the ability to um, perform at your highest level, whether it's in the office or on the field or in the gym, I think that has a lot of potential for most people. So I think that's a great area. And then these ingredients are also helpful for preventing you know, some of the cognitive decline that happens as we age with things like Alzheimer's or potential Parkinson's and some of these other conditions. Um, and the other one that's a big one for me is that uh, I'm, I'm using and I'm liking a lot. Uh, we need more data on, but there's certainly uh, preliminary data that's interesting, is exogenous ketones. Um, so the yeah, supplemental yeah, form of the ketones uh, very interesting stuff. I've, I, it's experiential for me, um, so I like them. I think you know you have to get the right dose in, maybe about ten grams of BHB, and um, which is beta hydroxybutyrate, which is one of the key ketones, and uh, it's extremely effective. I, I like that uh, that ingredient a lot. So. For me that's, I, that's a that's different
0: a, podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. It is,
0: it <laughs> the is. whole podcast just talk about ketones and all of that stuff that's actually on the media. And talking about the media here before, uh we talk about where people can find you here. I have to ask this question it has nothing to do with, with supplements. What do you think about the coconut oil thing that it's all over the media now, right now? I'm actually about to do a video right after this here about this topic of coconut oil. I just want to hear your quick take here into this sure. topic.
1: So as far as human data, um, that isn't data from the 60s and 70s that's just correlative, um, there has never been a clear study showing cause and effect with saturated fat and heart disease. It does not happen. There is a correlation to saturated fat and heart disease on an epidemiological level, on a populational level, but that has to do more with processed foods that happen to contain saturated fat, but they also contain all these highly processed vegetable oils, these polyunsaturated fats that are pro-inflammatory. And they also contain a or high glycemic carbohydrate, high, highly processed carbohydrate and so and there's certainly things in there these compounds in there like we just talked about like the the sodium and the and the flavoring agents and all these things that make you overeat and so is that correlated is processed food correlated to heart disease yes is saturated fat no how many animals out there that are eating saturated fat are, are getting morbidly obese, are getting heart attacks. It's not, it doesn't happen, it's, it's processed food. And so, you know, the American Heart Association points to, um, oh, um, saturated fat raises LDL. That's true. But let's look at that, is LDL bad? No, LDL isn't bad. It isn't a bad cholesterol. There is a form of LDL, if you were to do an NMR or a VAP test, that isn't typically done by a doctor where you can actually look at the subfractions. And the small, dense LDL is correlated, uh, oxidized LDL is correlated to heart disease. But, like ketogenic dieting and eating saturated fat, for example, that raises LDL and cholesterol, but it raises large LDL, large fluffy particles that are actually correlated with improved mortality. So this is where doctors are often very confused and other health practitioners are very confused. They don't understand cholesterol very well. LDL is not the bad cholesterol, small dense Mm -hmm. LDL is. And so it's very misunderstood and, you know, coconut oil and saturated fat, butter, whatever, those are correlated with better heart health and higher cholesterol is actually correlated in studies with improved mortality lower cholesterol is correlated to worse mortality. I think statins is probably one of the biggest scams as far as drugs out there. Um, It actually puts people more at risk for heart disease, not less at risk. So I get very frustrated with a very poor understanding of cholesterol, a very poor understanding of saturated fat. Um, you know the American, uh, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that used to be the ADA, the American Dietetic Association. They've reversed their stance on fat, saturated fat, sodium, cholesterol, As all these are are really myths. Um, what we're seeing now is processed foods like the highly processed carbohydrate, like the processed uh, vegetable oils, like soybean, uh, peanuts, canola. Those are ones that have issues and are pro-inflammatory it's not saturated fat it's not monounsaturated fat like olive oil and you know healthy fats like avocado none of those have ever been the issue and cholesterol in the diet almost has zero impact on cholesterol uh endogenously uh very little impact yeah all of it
0: yeah absolutely
1: completely misunderstood and it's really sad the american heart association is holding on to something that the rest of the world has moved on from and they're just wrong.
0: Yeah. So, so many, many hot, hot topics, topics here. We're we going to bring you bring back, back here, Sean, because, because we have no more time. One. So before you go, Sean, where people can find you if they want to know more about your work, it's the best place to, to go.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And, uh, and this has been a great podcast. So I have a website called zonehalo.com, Z-O-N-E-H-A-L-O. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at Zone Halo as well. So I have a lot of content that I'm putting out there on biohacking, supplementation, ketogenic dieting, um, et cetera. So um, that's where they can find me.
0: Great. Sean, thank you so much, man. It was a pleasure to get to know you personally like this and I appreciate you coming to the show here to share some of your knowledge. We really, really appreciate it. I thank hope you. to to bring you on to talk about other stuff. There is so many things here that I would like to share, but you'd spend the whole day here talking. <laughs> 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 I you
1: so appreciate much. it. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. Have a good one.
1: Okay. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Brazilian Health Net Show. Go to www.brazilianhealthnut.com for much more information about how to burn fat for the rest of your life. Hasta luego.